Uh, might get a little edgy today. You okay with that? You sure? Okay. Can you handle me saying something that might ruffle you? Huh? Really? Uh, how about if I just flat make you mad? I'm, I'm not meaning to. But I got some edgy stuff here uh, because we're living in an edgy time. And one of my, my jobs is I'm supposed to be the shepherd of the sheep. That means I'm supposed to guide you. And, you know, I've, I've traveled uh, a good bit in uh, Africa, for instance, and, you know, that's where you see herds of animals, whether they're cows or sheep. Or one time I saw a whole herd of, uh, of camels, at least 200 camels. Lord Jesus, little guy, he had a stick, got in his big old camel. I said, that, man, that guy, fool, he's a crazy boy. How's he doing that? But, you know, uh, they have to guide those animals because they'll get off and they'll go astray and they'll get lost from the herd and then, you know, they could get harmed, right? And so my job as a pastor is, you know, if I see something coming, I got to warn you. And I see stuff coming. And so here's, a, here's some, can we go there today? Now I got four points. I don't know how far I'm going to get, but we're going we're gonna to make a hit at it pretty hard. If I don't finish today, I always have next, next week. God keeps speaking to me. There's something I've got to do. I'm going to lay hands on the sick before we close. Because he's, he won't leave me alone about it. He started talking to me about it. Uh, what's today? Sunday, Friday night, maybe. So, so he wants to heal people today. But we'll talk about that before we get there. But, uh, so I, may, I, I know I won't, I've got so many notes. Jesus, help me. <laughs> There's no way to get through this. But uh, my notes are online. I encourage you. Uh, to go to victorychurchraleigh.com, get the notes and look at them. I won't get to all that today. Also, uh, mitchhorton.com is my private website, and it's obviously attached to ours. And I write a blog most days, and I also have two podcasts a week. So uh, there's a lot of content there because I don't have time to say everything I need. If I, if I preached everything I wanted to today, we'd get out here afternoon. Now, that's all right with me, but it ain't all right with you nor the children's people. So we're talking about a shaking and an awakening here. And today I want to talk about freedom from deception and delusion. I just got a feeling I'm going to wander into it but not get done. We'll see. Uh, how many know we're living in the time just before Jesus comes back? So I, I started this series on January 1, and I usually teach in series for those that are new, and we're glad you're with us. But I, it just the truth generally builds upon itself. And we are living in a time of judgment. That means ju the judgment of God on, his, on the rebellion of the ages that started when Adam and Eve sinned. So we're living in a time that's really, really, uh, really strange and different. And it feels that way to everybody because we're living this, we're leaving this age where the church has dominated and we have preached the gospel. We're still going to do that till Jesus comes back. But the time is changing from a time of grace. And the grace of God will still be available. But then judgment will begin to increase in the earth in all kinds of ways. And that's, a, that's one of the major doctrines of Christ if you go read Hebrews chapter 6. So uh, we're living in a really odd time. And uh, all of this is going to culminate with Jesus coming back. Are you ready for Jesus to come back? Uh, now that was really, that was, that was... Come on, anemic. Are you ready for Jesus to come back? Okay, you say yes. Are you living every day as if he could come today? Are you living every day as if I could breathe my last breath today? See, that's how you want to think, right? That's the way you want to think today, right? So um, we're talking about how to navigate time, uh, navigate during extreme times of change. And uh, last week, of course, as Mira mentioned, I uh, uh, talked about our covenant with God. 
And God is a covenant God. And the way he takes care of his people in extreme times is he makes covenants. And then he remembers the covenant and he takes care of his people during times of duress and challenge. Aren't you glad he's that way? So if you didn't, work, didn't hear last week, all this stuff's on the website. Go get it and grab it because I can't go there today. Uh, God has promised to care for us and provide for us. Today, my uh, topic is free from deception and delusion. Well, right now the world is being prepped. Uh, to receive what it, and to believe what is not true. Now, you know, I, had, I taught the entire book of Revelation. It took me from 2019 to 2021 on Wednesday nights, 38 lessons, probably um, over 30 hours of teaching. So it was a lot. I did, you know, verse by verse. Um, and uh, the Antichrist will eventually show up, and that's a, a world leader somewhere. It may affect the whole world. So I just read a guy that, uh, this last week said, oh, it's just going to affect the Middle East, but that was written 70-something years ago. So I thought, well, maybe he's not completely informed. I'm not sure. I just do know that what the Bible says is beginning to come to pass, it seems. How many hear me? So I'm just trying to get us ready for that. And I always preface this by saying that it looks like the world is being prepared for Jesus to return. And all the things that will be happening during that time seem to be in some infant stages. Others have uh, uh, progressed uh, a great deal in the past uh, few years, uh, exponentially it seems. So again, God could, you know, so to speak, push a button and say, bah, stop. <laughs> let's just don't let this proceed and we could have another 50 years or jesus could come back now you get what i'm saying so you got to balance out truth uh the world right now is full of deception and delusion and god wants us to navigate through it by learning to hear his voice um the voice of truth from the holy spirit inside how many hear you hear me so today i want to do two things i'm going to start out positively and then end with a huge challenge you ready to be challenged so i want to start out by mentioning the holy spirit is the truth teller everybody say truth teller now, now, he's called the spirit of truth. He's inside of us. And his main goal is to navigate you through some muck and mire of, uh, of unbelief, doubt, fear, and lying and deception. And so uh, now everything's electronic, but in the non-digital age, you know, if you had an autopilot or whatever on an aircraft or even on a ship, you know, they had the, they had the gyro that would turn, right? Uh, anybody ever played with the gyro? Raise your hand if you've played with the gyro. You know, the little thing you pull and it, and it, and it spins. How many, how many have played with that? Raise your hand. Well, you know, there's, there's a centrifuge, there, there's a force with that, right? And, and, and you can't sway it. it. It wants to go a certain way. And so, you know, even in aircraft of yesteryear, not necessarily now, and then even in ships of yesteryear, there was the principle of the gyro that just kept it going, kept it going in a certain direction. The waves would hit the ship and it just kept going that way or, or, you know, the airplanes go in a certain direction and the wind and, the, and, and all that is trying to move it, but it keeps going that certain direction. You see, you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, right? And, and see, regardless of what comes, he wants you to go the direction towards the Lord Jesus and heaven and truth. How many hear me? So today I want to start by mentioning, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. There are four points to what I want to share. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get to most of them. Let's get to number one. We are not created to live life without God's oversight. How many could agree with that? In fact, uh, this is something that ought to be second nature to you like the back of your hand. Um, we are, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, uh, there are three parts to us. We are spirit, soul, and body. Say it this way. I am a spirit being. I have a soul, and I live in a body. 
Now, how often do you think that way? Honest. I mean, just let me ask you. How often do you think that way? I think that way almost all the time. And I've trained myself, and you can, listen, you can train yourself as you walk with God to learn to walk from the, in, to live from the inside out. The most important part of us is our spiritual nature. I just did a, I just did a, a, a life celebration for one of our members who had been here since 2004. She went to be with Jesus. She was 80 years young. And, uh, you know, her spirit is in heaven. She's not dead. She's alive. So, so see, man is a spirit. You're a spirit being. The real you is spirit. The most important part of you is spirit nature. And, and, and right attached to that spirit nature is conscience, intuition, an inner knowing. See, see ask yourself this question. Am I, am, I, am, I more, am I tuned in more to my conscience than to anything else? And if the answer is no, you're probably going to have some problems. So I am a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. See? So when you look in the mirror, though the outward man or person fades, yet the inward man is, is being renewed day by day. So you see some gray hair, some wrinkles, or some no hair. And it's like, you know what? You know what? God thinks you a pretty thing. Because your inner person never changes. The outer person fades, the inner person doesn't. So you think that way. You know, I'm aging, but you know, I still feel inside of me like I did when I was, I don't know, 20, 25. I mean, I feel, let's go, let's move, let's go. And then my body says, whoa, 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 a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right? We are a spirit. I say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And your soul's mind, your mentality, thinking faculties, reasoning. See, reasoning, if you're a reasoning person, you always got to think everything out. Education's good, but you know what education can do? It can, go, it, can, it can really mess you up and fill you full of pride where you got to figure thing, everything out yourself. I believe in education. But, you know, if education usurps the place of spirit nature in your life, you're going to have problems. So, so mind, emotions, the, the, power, the, the ability to feel things. See, that's, that's not the spirit. That's, that's, that's connected to your human person, emotion. Now, emotion can be used by the Holy Spirit. How many know Jesus wept? And as I'm praying, if you, de- you can de- develop your, so you can develop your mind until it's submitted to your spirit. I'm not going to finish my notes. I have to go here first. Then you can develop your spirit to where emotions come and they rage. I had something happen the other day. I got so emotional. I just sat there, clenched my jaw because the person on the inside of me has utter control, right? And you can learn to ride through that, ride the wave of emotion, right? So if you're an overly emotional person, your spirit's not controlling you. Your soul is. God wants your spirit to control you. If all you do is think about things constantly, I don't know, and it keeps you on the edge, you're not being a spiritually motivated person. Does that make sense? And then, and then, then, so mind, emotion, will is part of the soul, right? I did not mean to. It's not in my notes at all. I just got. We are spirit, soul, and body. So physical body, five senses: hearing, seeing, tasting, touching, smelling. The five senses are connected with the human body. 
And everything we are and know, generally speaking, comes through the five senses. Right? Yeah. So, uh, so, so we're, we're interconnected. We're just, it's all kind of move, motivated together. But the key is you don't want the body to rule the spirit. See, that's why this Daniel fast is so good. Man, I want me a good thick steak. Make that thing medium. Get me a little pink in that thing. Get me a fork. Get me some salt and butter. Woo, Lord Jesus. Right? Yeah, I know, right? It's the name of the ice cream I like. Is it Tamaluk? Talamook? Oh, yeah. But you got to tell it no, right? So what controls you? Do you yield to the appetites of the flesh? Or do you yield to the Spirit of God? And your spirit, your own human spirit, motivated by Him, right? Right? So you've got to ask yourself. Uh, this is not comforting to say most believers, I think, in a large way, frequently yield to the soul and the body and infrequently yield to their spirit nature. Is that true? I want you to think about it. You know, when I was a young man, I had lots of problems in my life. I was just, I was just a mess. And then let me also say this. See, spirit, soul, the soul is mind, emotions, will. See, if you got a person that's real stubborn, a stubborn person can be a real carnal person because life is all about what they want to do. And they're going to toe the line. If you, do say, you ask them to do something they want to, don't want to do, and you say something in the wrong way, you're going to pay. Right? So see, if I'm a stubborn person, my, my, my soul is not yet yielded to my spirit. Hear me? We all have an intuitive part of us that is designed by God to uh, be a daily guiding light. Now, I, I feel this really strong. I don't know what's happening today, but something's going on here. I thought I was going to be real boisterous, but here we are. 1 John 2.20 says this, but you have an anointing. Everybody say anointing. From the Holy One, and you know all things. That anointing is speaking of the Holy Spirit. The influence of the Holy Spirit in our human spirit. How many know when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you? Now, that's an incredible thought in the 21st century. That you can be a human being with somebody else living inside of you. On the other end of the spectrum, I've cast demons out of people. And they cause that person to be what they are. Uh, one lady years ago, that thing manifested. I don't want to get, I didn't mean to get into all this. Lord Jesus, help me. And she was bound, she was selling crack cocaine. And she was having some big problems. And that thing manifested in my office. And she, I'm not kidding, she, she went really crazy. And I commanded that thing come out of her. I said, what's your name? Because Jesus asked that man in Mark 5, what is your name? That demon spirit is in it. And I asked her that, and she said, quagmire. Nothing could have more astutely shown what her life was like. She was in a bog. You hear me? But you have somebody inside of you that makes you free. 
And you know all things. See, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? So you've got a truth teller inside you. You ever think about it that way? And see, he gravitates you towards the truth all the time. Is that true? Who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Well, well, uh, do you see people denying the Father? Every time a person acts, thinks, and speaks contrary to what God says in his word, that's the spirit of Antichrist. And that's denying the Father. Did you know you got believers that deny the Father? Because he says don't lie, but they lie all the time when they fill things out. Huh? Right? Or they're constantly doing things they know they shouldn't do, and they know that God says don't do it. He's Antichrist who denies the Father. So could it be to deny the Father is to not allow his influence through the Word to, to, to be in your life every day and how you live? Yes or no? Whoa. Who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. Now listen, we're living in a day people are talking about God and how good God is. Well, I just want to say thanks to God. Well, you know, you can't talk about our God, our Heavenly Father, without talking about His Son, the Lord Jesus. Hebrews 1 says He is the exact stamp of who God is. The impress of God was in His Son. Everything God is, His Son is. And if you magnify God, you have to magnify His Son. If you use God's God in your, in your sentence without mentioning His Son, it may not be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just a thought. I'm saying there's a lot of uh, deception going on today. You hear me? Who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is answer Christ who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you'll abide also in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise he promised us, eternal life. These things have I written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Wow! What did he write about those trying to deceive you? They try to pull you away from the Word. They want to tell you that what the Bible says, sure it says it, but you don't have to do that. It's okay, you can do what you want to do. Friends, that is deception. Yes or no? Wow! Then he says, verse 27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. I love that. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, some people take that, but the anointing you've received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. I don't need no man to teach me. I don't need to go to church and have a pastor talk to me. You know, let me ask you a, another question. Would the Bible contradict itself? So in Ephesians 4, Jesus said in the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, one translation says pastors who are also teachers. If God set teachers in the church, does he want us to be taught? Well, right here he said, you have an anointing you receive from him and you don't need anybody to teach you. So he's not talking about not receiving from other people. 
What does he say? You've got an anointing from the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you, and he's an anointing of truth. Hear me? But as the same anointing teaches you all concerning all things and is true, that anointing is there to reveal truth to us in the circumstances of life. Right? And is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, when I was a young man, 18 years old, got a hold of this. I began to read this. And then I read uh, like Romans 8, 14. As many as are led or guided by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That word sons is a grown up. A grown-up person in God, a mature son of God. Romans 8, 16, the Spirit himself bears witness. Everybody say, bears witness. See, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So there's something on the inside of us that moves us. That's what it's trying to say. And as we navigate through life, if we learn to be more cognizant of the person on the inside than things on the outside, then it seems to indicate there in 1 John, the verses we read, 20 through 27, that we can be navigated away from error and stay in the truth and, and, and stay on the straight and narrow as supposed to. Yes or no? But you got to learn to listen. And I learned as a young man. Well, in fact, I got a hold of these truths like I said, in my late teen years, and I just, began, you know, here's the deal. You, you can be in God for 20 or 30 years and never grow. Would it be awful to see somebody in your neighborhood walking through the neighborhood and they got them a, bas- they got them a little carriage or whatever, carrying some, and it's a, an adult in there with a bottle in his mouth, a pacifier? Would that be strange? Huh? You say something's wrong with that person. Did you know a lot of believers have still got a bottle in their mouth? Hadn't let go of the pacifier yet? Yes or no? If I'm not growing, how do you know if you're growing spiritually? You're changing. Things are falling off of you. You're not the same this year as you was last year. Or were last year. That was wrong English, wasn't it? Right? So if I'm I'm still tooling along 20 years after I came to Jesus and I'm still acting the same way, talking the same way, living the same way, etc. I'm not growing. I'm a baby. And God wants us to grow. So for me, so I said all that to say, you can be a young believer and it's up to you how fast you grow. In fact, I've had people come to Jesus, watch this, and because they put their hand to the plow, I mean, they got after it and said, you know what? I'm going to give God everything I got. They begin to change. They begin to grow. They begin to, you know, excel. Their minds begin to change. They got the mind renewed with the Word. They started letting go of the things of the flesh and of this life that were hindering them. And, and have you seen somebody that kind of like, well, man, they just came to the Lord, but look at them. They're doing better than me. You ever seen that? Wow, as a pastor, I see, I've seen that. It's like, wow, that's really amazing. Uh, I just want to say when I came to Jesus, I made a decision. I made the decision that if this stuff works, I'm going to grab it like a dog grabs, a bulldog grabs a bone, and some of them got some strong jaws, and they ain't about to let that bone go, right? And that's what I did with the Word of God, and I'm here to tell you that it'll change who you are. So I just said, said all that to say this, inside of me, when I'm listening to you, or I'm listening to a podcast, or I'm listening to YouTube, a video, or I'm looking at whatever, or reading whatever. 
You know, I read a lot of articles and I listen to lots of things. I listen to stuff when I'm in my truck driving or wherever. I'm always listening, always ingesting things unless I'm praying and talking to the Lord. But, uh, you know, as I'm doing that, you know what I constantly do? I'm listening inside. How's that feel when I'm listening to that? See, you have an unction from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know or understand all things. How many hear me? So question, as you're receiving things, are you, are you, are you listening on the inside more than you're mentally cogitating what you hear? That's the question. You know, the real, I shouldn't give myself away, but if I'm talking to you, the whole time I'm talking to you, there's a monitor inside me I'm listening to. In fact, I'm talking to you right now. You know what my internal monitor is telling me? Mitch, you need to hush up pretty soon and start laying hands on the sick. I don't know he wants to do that today, and I'm not really sure exactly why, but I'll do it. Hebrews 4.12 says this, J.B. Phillips' translation, For the word of God, the word that God speaks is alive and active. It cuts more keenly than any two-edged sword. It strikes through to the place where soul and spirit meet, to the innermost intimacies of a man's being. Wow. It exposes the very thoughts and motives of a man's heart. No creature has any cover from the sight of God. Everything lies naked and exposed before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Isn't that awesome? There's a person inside you that sees all, that knows all, and sees from the inside out and knows motivations of everything around you. I think that's pretty cool, don't you? You know what that means? You can navigate through anything in life and figure out, okay, what's, what's going on here? And you'll have an inward perception. All my life, I've had inward perceptions. Don't, don't, don't go there. Don't be involved in that group. Don't do that. Go here. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. We'll steer clear of that. And then even in my personal friendships, that person seems nice, but you need to watch. A lot of people, before they got married, if they had to listen to that, they'd have had a different life. Better not get too far with that one, right? Just because a person says, I love you. And just because a person is really pretty and smells good, they might not smell very good inside. Huh? He might be the, the hunk and the jock, and he's a big boy. He's, oh, look at him, man. But how does he treat his mama? And how does she treat her daddy? What's family life like? You want to hear all that, right? So anyway, wow. We can expect the Lord to speak to us when we need direction. Yes or no? So the thesis of all I just said, and I didn't mean to go that long on that, but the thesis of that is I want you to begin this week right now. Start listening on the inside of you. You know what the last three years showed me? People are not listening inside. They're not listening to the intuitive voice of the Spirit of God. He's inside you, and He will guide you. I'm talking, it gets really practical. Did you hear me? He'll have you change things that you've been doing. Yes or no? So learn to live from the inside out. I am a spirit. Say it, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Wow, see? See, if you do it that way... Spirit person, always live and always think. 
I don't care how educated you are. The initials after your name mean very little. You not, don't take those initials to heaven. Huh? Now what does matter is that you know God. Better than you know any living thing. If we know Him, we'll navigate well. If not, the future is going to be really, really difficult. How many hear me? All right, number two. Everybody okay? So, so based on what you just said, what should we be doing? Listening what? To, to what first? Your spirit person first. Why? The Holy Spirit's there, right? Okay. Number two, be aware of the deceptions of the day. Now, I'm looking at the clock, so I've got to watch this one. So I'm just going to read my notes a little bit because I've really got to watch this. I'm going to have to really hit it hard next week. Y'all come back next week? The time just prior to Jesus' return is typified as a time of unusual deception, and that's the reason we need to learn to be guided by the Holy Spirit, right? Learn to listen inside when you hear anything from any source. And I just said all that. News media, Facebook. Y'all been watching them real videos? Did you know there's a rhyme and reason to all that stuff? And when you see that stuff show up on your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever you're looking at, did you know there's a rhyme and reason to what you're seeing and why you're seeing it and how frequently you're seeing it? Did you hear what I just said? No, you don't get it yet. You'll get it in a minute. Websites, podcasts, magazines, newspapers, YouTube, Twitter, whatever, whatever you're listening to, listen on the inside. You'll be able to discern the deception. I'm just saying that almost everything around us is seeped into deception today. It's really crazy. Listen to these passages. It's very familiar. I'm going to do this very quickly. They're in the notes. I encourage you to go read them. Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good, good evil, who put darkness for light, light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter. And then I've mentioned this so many times. Jesus said after the disciples asked him, what will typify the time just before you come back? Take heed that no one deceives you, Matthew 24, 4. Then 1 Timothy 4, Passion Translation, the Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed. When it says explicitly revealed, it says, listen to me, look at me, make eye contact, don't look around. Listen, you hear me? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen again. At the end of the age, many will depart from the faith. One after another, hmm, devoting themselves to spirits of deception, what do you mean spirits of deception? There are demon spirits that are set on getting people on the wrong course, getting them away from God, away from His Word, away from purity, away from holiness, away from, you know, away from morality in every way. You hear me? Spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revelations and theories. Hypocritical liars will deceive many. What does that mean? Their conscience lets them do anything. They know what to do, refuse to do it. And their consciences won't bother them at all. 2 Timothy 3.13 But evil men and imposters will grow from worse to worse. Worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. Then Jesus said this, John 8.44 You're of the, your father the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth. There's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to skip down uh, Daniel Webster's 828 definition of deceive. Listen to this. To mislead the mind. Hmm. To cause to err. To cause to believe what is false to, or disbelieve what is true. To impose on, to delude, to beguile, to cheat, to cut off from ex- expectation to frustrate or disappoint as his hopes were deceived, to take from, 
to rob. Now, the first instance of deception in the Bible was the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. And I just want to read this. I know you know this, but listen to it in context. And the woman said to the serpent, Satan came in the form of a serpent, a snake, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree of the, uh, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, uh, nor shall you touch it, lest you, she just added to the word. God didn't say don't touch it. He said don't eat it. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. You're not going to die. For God knows in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. Now, what's the, what does the enemy do? So here's, here's, this is the t- a, a clear example of, of how Satan works. He'll give you a measure of truth, something that is true, sugarcoat it, and then mix it up in all kinds of, dis- of lies, untruths. What Satan said to her when he said, you will not surely die, well, she didn't die that day, but you know what? She did something worse than die that day. She spiritually died. She lost her fellowship. He didn't tell her that. He didn't say that. He just said, your eyes are going to be open. You're not going to die physically. Come on. Come on. Eat it. You're going to be good. You're going to be like me. You're going to be like God. Don't you want to be like God? (laughs) Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Huh? You can do it one time. Just one time. You won't die. Is that what he does to you? Enticements. (laughs) The eyes will be opened. Well, she died spiritually. Later, she died physically. And then he never told him about that third kind of death. Second death. Revelation 20, 15. The lake of fire is the second death. Whoa. Did she get deceived? Whoa. See, today, Satan uses the same tactic, uh, deception and truth, and truth twisting. It's permeated everything we hear. Did you hear me? I just want, to see, want you to see where we're living prior to three years ago. I'm going to go here. You ready for this? I'm going to read my notes because I'm looking at the clock. It's hollering at me. Prior to three years ago, we were a society that could voice our opinions, disagree with others without recourse, and generally believe media outlets and government officials. And we trusted much of what we saw and heard on social media. Yes or no? Huh? Y'all getting mighty quiet. Now, almost three years later, censorship of information has become a mainstay. Is that true or false? Huh? You got fact checkers everywhere, right? Right? With the news media, social media, now selective information is given out by governments that must be checked and verified before it's believed. I just have a question. I've got to summarize. I've got a whole lot to say here. If you believe most of what you hear you probably are a very deceived person. Now that went over real big. Some of you looking at me like, you need to shut up. So if you innocuously peruse Facebook, now Twitter changed a little bit. Have you noticed? Whether you like or don't like Elon Musk, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying he changed it. YouTube and all this other mess, And then ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. If you turn that on while you're changing, you know, I got a TV in my bed. We got a little sitting area where Susan and I, you know, we'll watch a good clean movie or something. Or we'll watch something from my phone. 
And so used to, I'd turn that thing on while I'm getting ready, but I can't even turn the TV on now. Because most of it's a fraud and deception. Now, if what I just said bothers you, you need to be bothered. Huh? If you just simply believe what you hear, you are more than likely deceived and don't even know you're deceived. You know the frog in the kettle? He doesn't know the water's boiling or it's heating up. He's a cold-blooded creature. He's just enjoying life. And they put a fire in the cauldron, put him in a black cauldron, you know the story. And, you know, he's just enjoying life. I said, man, it sure is, sky sure is blue today. Man, that breeze sure does feel nice. And all of a sudden, he did. And that's what's happening right now. There is deception par none right now. If you don't think there is, you're in more difficulty than you realize. Huh? Something has to wake you up. What I noticed here a few years ago in, a, in an eerie way, the mainstream media outlets begin all begin to say the same thing, it, almost exact word for word. Turn the station, almost exact word for word. I'm talking about local stations, national stations. I say, well, well where are they getting all this verbiage from? How can everybody be thinking in exactly the same terms and language? Where is that coming from? And I figured out somebody telling them what to say. Who is telling them what to say? Well, then go look at the advertisements. They're the people paying for what they say. Yes or no? <sighs> it was almost like there was a script being given out. Now, I've mentioned this a number of times, and you can go put the name of that book on the screen, Sean. I read this book in July of 2020. I took a vacation right when uh, uh, the outset of COVID, and uh, I, I picked this book up. Somebody said, you need to go read that book. It's a really thick book. It's not easy to read. It's not fifth grade level like most books. It's different. Uh, it has over a thousand endnotes. The Killing of Uncle Sam. Uh, I didn't want to read that book, but I decided to do it, and, and it, it, it shocked me. I just got to be honest with you. Heretofore, uh, I trusted our government. I trusted officials in positions of responsibility uh, in a basic way. Um, not not hook, line, hook, line, and sinker, so to speak, but generally speaking, I did. But I read that book, and, and, and at first I rejected what it said, so that can't be true. But then as time went on, I began to see that uh, what that book said was absolutely true. There is a rhyme, reason, and a scheme behind a lot of what you hear today. And it's the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world, and the whole goal is for you as an American, now I'm not, you know, you think I'm preaching politics. I'm trying to get you to see where we are. The whole goal here, listen, is to get the whole world to give up their rights and submit to a mindset and submit to a different way of living than you've ever lived before, particularly in America. Did you hear what I just said? It is the spirit of Antichrist. So um, let me see how far I want to go today. Ah, I'll just say this. I've, I've said this at least a dozen times, but here's the dozen and first. Um, March 13th, 2020. I was minding my own business, and after prayer, God gave me one word. It's the word nefarious. Put it on the screen. And if you'll go ahead and, and uh, extremely wicked or villainous, I looked up the definition, iniquitous 
or as in a nefarious plot and then put up that synonyms. And then I looked up the synonyms and that really, really got my goat, so to speak, and it really bothered me. And I said, why are you saying this to me? Heinous, horrible, odious, outrageous, shameful, vicious, vile, abominable, atrocious, base, corrupt, criminal, degenerate, depraved, detestable, dreadful, evil, uh, execrable, flagit, uh, what is that? Flagitious, Fles Harford, South Carolina guy, flagrant, foul, glaring, gross, infamous, infernal, iniquitous, miscreant, monstrous, opprobrious, perverse, putrid, rank, rotten, treacherous, villainous, wicked. Yuck! Get that off me. That word came to me, and I looked it up, and I looked up all the synonyms. I said, God, why are you saying this to me? And immediately, I heard COVID-19. Why are you saying that to me? Why are you saying that to me? And I didn't realize, and most people didn't, what was going on. Now there's a pattern to what's going on. Now I'm going to say, will y'all let me say stuff? Now some of you ain't going to like what I'm going to say. I got to say it. There is a scheme behind COVID-19. Now, people, there are a large portion of people, when I say that, say, well, you're one of those conspiracy theorists. Well, then I'm a conspiracy theorist who has the Holy Spirit inside me. Before I even heard COVID-19, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he gave me the word nefarious. And he let me know all that's going on with that. There's something wrong with it. It's twisted. It's not true. Then, of course, you know, they came up with, a, with the um, emergency use authorization, m- normally called a vaccine, right? It is not a vaccine. It's not been tested. Guess who the guinea pigs are? Can you act like a guinea pig? We are. Now, see, that's not popular, but it's true. Is COVID-19 real? Well, yes, it's a coronavirus. Coronaviruses have been around for thousands of years since the fall of man. And you have an immune system that will take care of them, generally speaking. In fact, the facts are that have been twisted. 99 point blah, 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 blah people recover from, from, from COVID-19. But you've got to get that EUA. Better get it. Got to have it. And now we're having problems with it. And people are dropping dead. And nobody wants to admit why. And you can't even say why. And if you say publicly what I'm saying today, people look down their nose at you like something's wrong with you. Yes or no? I told you, it's going to be tough. I came across a term that has really bothered me, but it's, it, it kind of foments where we're at and where the world is right now. I'm just using this as an example. I'm using what we're going through right now as an example. This is mild compared to what's coming. Did you hear me? That's the reason you need to be thoroughly acquainted with the spirit of truth because he'll guide you away from anything that's going to hurt you. Yes or no? Um, There's a term, and I wrote this in my notes, fifth generation warfare. Now, we got some, uh, you know, military people in here a lot smarter than I am, and they've studied all this stuff. And uh, I don't even want to get into the weeds on it. But I had this in my notes, and I knew fifth-generation warfare, it's not with weapons, it's with thoughts. Huh? 
And, it's, and, and, it, and the whole idea behind fifth generation warfare is to sway the opinions of a group and make them believe things that that person wants them to believe. Yes or no? And then, really oddly, my phone went bling, and I subscribed to an app called Substack. Y'all ever heard of that? Well, it's an aggregate of all kinds of articles from everywhere. And this man who was actually, he is the person, one of them, who helped create MNRA technology that is actually in the vaccination, some of them. Yes or no? Or the EUA, right? He said, don't take that thing. He took it himself, said, don't you take it. Uh, then he wrote this article last night, I just, my phone, and I was studying my notes, and I said, well, looky, looky here. And I want to give you a quote from Robert, Dr. Robert Malone. The title of the article is Fifth Generation Warfare, Terms and Tactics. And here's what he says, one little paragraph. The most effective fifth generation warfare strategies employed by those lacking integrity are not purely based on pushing false narratives myths or disinformation. The most effective strategies mix truth with fiction and act to increase confusion and disorder in the thoughts and minds of those being targeted so that they are not sure what or whom to believe. Whoa. Did you see that? Did you know that's happening to you right now? Did you know most Americans have no clue and most of the world has no clue that there's a warfare going on. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, yes or no? To the pulling down of strongholds or these fortresses of thought that are created by things being said over and over and over from every source imaginable so that you just take it, well, everybody's saying it, it's got to be true. That is not true. You remember, remember Numbers 13? Remember the spies that went to spy out the land of Canaan? How many spies went to the land of Canaan? How many? Uh, how many had a bad report? How many had a good report? Okay, uh, Numbers 13, 14. See, you know the story. How many of those 12 spies, because of what they saw and reported back, how many of those 12 went into the promised land? How many? Oh, two out of 12? What happened to the 10? Fifth generation warfare got them. They believed a lie. Most people today will yield to deception. Did you hear what I just said? Now, you, you, I love you. I don't want you to yield to deception. I want you to yield to the spirit of truth. The anointing that teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie. Do you hear me? So you got a choice to make. If I were in your shoes, I'm going to tell you what, I, this, is not, this has been the most difficult thing in my life. I have turned off the news. And it's, it's, I'm broken hearted about it because we used to be an honest nation. Now, I can't believe what a government official says face, at face value. I have to go search it out because they will lie in a skinny minute, a skinnier than skinny minute. Yes or no? Yes. If you are a person 
who just listens and you don't value or, or uh, evaluate what you listen, you're probably a deceived person. And let me go further in my little talk here. There is a high probability that if you don't learn to challenge what you hear, that you could be one of the people spoken of in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that will fall away from God to put food in your mouth and to pay your bills when the man of lawlessness reveals himself in the global government. It's going to be more challenging than you realize. I know I hear, see, I, when I said that I hear, I ain't going to be here. The rapture will take me away. I hope so. But if not, wise up and listen to the spirit of truth because he's talking today. Are you hearing what he's saying? I hear preparation. I hear get ready. I hear revival. I hear repentance. I hear a move of God. I hear the spirit of God be begging, urging, us to listen and obey how many hear me so what are you doing with truth i am a spirit i have a soul i live in a body i'm making a choice for my inner person to dominate me my conscience my intuition to be my guide huh making a choice to let every thought be evaluated on the basis of what the bible says Every emotion that I have, to let it be evaluated on the basis of what the Bible says. And every decision I make, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Life or death, blessing or cursing. How many hear me? I'm making a choice. Whew. I'm going to put him first, Jesus first. I'm making a choice to submit my body. Now, that's Daniel fast to help you with that. Right? If you make the right choices, we're going to navigate well through the time to come. There's a big, big, big move of God coming. It's on the heels of some really tough stuff. Get ready. How many hear what I just said? Woo, lift your hands up with me. Lord, prepare us for the days ahead. Lord, let us hear the Spirit of God. Let us hear the Spirit of truth. Lord, I pray for any person that's listening to this message either today or another day that is challenged by what I just said or are angered or, or just absolutely dismisses what I said. I pray the Holy Spirit, the hound of heaven, would dog their scent, dog their track until they make some astute changes in the way they think. I pray, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, let the anointing from the Holy One rise up in all of us. And Lord, sensitize us to you so much that we're des desensitized. <laughs> and we're very sensitive, I should say, to lies and deception, and we steer clear of it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Y'all get anything out of this?